Hey everybody, C-Note here, and welcome to Dopamine, the show that is like trying to teach a rabbit to climb a tree. What are you doing? Go see a therapist. Uh, today on the show, <laughs> as I can't give you a straight face on that one. That was just stupid. Um, today on the show, I want to talk about this concept of apathetically social, which is a little bit different than antisocial. Um, it's it's like not feeling bad about not wanting to go do things. I think we get like this, especially this is more specifically for like introverts and people who don't like large crowds and stuff like that <clears throat> to like not feel bad about not wanting to go do certain things. Cause you know, we just have different environments that we thrive in or we don't thrive in. So we shouldn't be giving into social pressure to do one thing or do another thing. Like we got to take time to figure out what our boundaries are and continue to, to live the best life that we want to live, not the perception of someone else. So uh, with that, it's let, let's get to ranting and hit the button and do the thing. Drums, Okay, so I, I wanted to record this. It's like late night here. It's like a Friday night at like 1030, which is unusual. But I've been recording some intros and I'm like, my voice sounds kind of nice, so I should record something. <laughs> um, but no, I, I've been thinking about this uh, idea of being antisocial. And I forget how I reframed it earlier. I think Molly brought it up. I was mentioning the term antisocial and she, she said something that was a little bit different. That was a little bit softer. Cause I don't think I'm like antisocial so much as I am more like apathetic, <laughs> you know, apathy social. I don't know. Um, and, and, you know, for me, I've been making this transition. I, I've always been the first of all, let's go back. Let's go back in time a little bit. If you've been following this podcast, you can tell through a lot of my stories that I have not been the most social person. It's just not something that has been ever present in my life. I can be, I can be social with people when I'm having a good time or we're having fun or we're talking about abstract concepts. But when people are talking about other people and dealing with emotions and things like that, like I don't want to be around anyone ever. It's super draining. I don't, I don't want it. I just don't want it. And I, I just don't have the capacity for it. Like I physically don't feel like I can deal with it. And I've been essentially changing my entire life based on that, those principles, but, but having this push and pull constantly a feeling like, you know, I I've been trying to be a business person. I've been doing graphic design service-based business for, since I was like 15 years old. And that involves working with people. And today I still do some work that involves people, but I'm trying to move away from it. I really don't like working with clients. I'm going to be really upfront about that. You know, a lot of people can get really emotional, navigating people dynamics is really difficult. And, uh, you know, I'm not really good at like following up with people and checking in because it's going to sound harsh, but I don't care. <laughs> I mean, I, I care about the people that listen to this podcast. I care about, you know, the people that need actual help in their lives. But when people get emotional over like petty things or just like day-to-day -day stuff, like I don't have time for it. I just don't have the time and the energy or the care or anything like that. And, and a lot of the service-based business stuff has been 
fraught with it. You know, it's, it's just all stuff that is you're dealing with um, people's opinions who, you know, somebody who's never done graphic design suddenly feels like their opinion is much better than yours, things like that. And, and it's, it's been a hard, it's been hard to deal with that. So I've been making this shift of, of doing more of this podcast, but also more of my day-to-day money-making stuff has been shifting to do more product-based things. Like I have ideas to do t-shirts. I've been doing daily drawings with Molly and I want to convert those into t-shirts and prints and stuff as we continue to work through those. And then I'm also helping her sell her art and sell prints for her. And, um, that's going okay. Like, I think we can accelerate that a little bit, but we're, we're doing pretty all right with that. There are signs that this stuff, like we're getting little pockets of money here and there. And I think if we can figure out ways to make things a little bit more evergreen, we can continue to do that. So, you know, as I started to learn more about being an INTP, being an introvert, especially being an introvert business person who has grown up with uh, a father who's a salesperson and have been influenced by him and feeling like that pull to be that way, to, to do business in that traditional sense. And I've been surrounded by people on Facebook and a Facebook group that is really, it's a really great group and they're really great people, but they all do Facebook lives and they're all trying to make connections and build relationships. And it's all, everything's so built about community and it just, none of it feels right to me. And I've been really frustrated because it's another one of those things in my life that makes me feel like the fish that's trying to climb a tree and being judged for it. You know, it, it's, it feels wrong to me. So how can you be a person that is like antisocial and be an artist or be someone that makes money from doing your work? And, you know, that's the transition I'm going through, which is why I wanted to talk about this because I don't think there's anything wrong with being apathetically social, meaning like that you're not concerned with people drama. You're not trying to learn all of the nuggets and details about people's lives. Like, I don't think there is genuinely anything wrong with that. Like there's, I know society forces us to like get outside and to do things and to connect with people and shake hands and kiss babies and all that stuff. But like, I don't feel like it's necessary for survival. I think it's great to connect with people. I think it's healthy to connect with people, but on your terms, you know, to connect with people in a way that feels forceful and inaccurate and like in, in, in a way that like feels disingenuous to who you are feels wrong. It felt, it's always felt wrong to me. And because it's been something that's so naturally ingrained in who I am and, and a part of like how I grew up, it's, it's been really hard to, step away from that. And it's been a very interesting, kind of painful and difficult process to make this shift. I've just, I feel this natural pull to just give in and like scour Craigslist for graphic design jobs or, 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 you know, go back to old ways and old techniques. I'm going to open this window because it's hot. (laughs) It was fine, but now it's, now it's warm again. (laughs) Um, And, and, you know, to go back into, you know, old techniques and, and start to look into and, and, and just go back into old ways because it was safer. It's what I'm used to, but that also wasn't working. It's like, it's kind of like being pulled into a previous relationship that you've been separated from it for a little while and you remember all the good things and it's good to try to remember the good things, but sometimes those good things overshadow the bad and you forget what the bad stuff was. So, you know, in order to, 
not be biased. You have to remember the bad stuff and, and take a second to, to look back at that moment and say like, okay, these are the things that don't work. And maybe even keep a list of things that are, aren't working for you. If you're the person that's making this kind of shift that I've been making and, and just like write down a list of like what's not working so that you can reference it when you start to feel like, okay, I just need to give in. Like none of this is what I'm doing now is working and I need to try what's happening in the past or what happened in the past. But the thing is you have to give yourself room to try the new thing. And I'm still in this incubator process. You know, I'm still new to this. I just finished a Myers-Briggs course. Like I'm doing a couple of different Myers-Briggs courses. Uh, I just did the, I just finished the basics one and there's going to be more coming in the near future. There's going to be an advanced one and I'm going to do one for each type. And I'm going to do all sorts of audio based courses and, um, you know, it's the same kind of thing that people do when they're doing like blogging and they, they're like, let me take all of my blogs and make a book out of it. That's, that's kind of what I'm doing. I mean, I love, I love podcasting. I love doing this where I can do a little bit of research about something, a lot of bit of research about something, and then be able to reiterate it in ways that I understand. And if you want to learn something from me because you like who I am or you like my voice, you can go to the course and you can get it and you can learn stuff about Myers-Briggs that you didn't learn before. So, I mean, for that, that allows me the freedom to create something that doesn't have to involve one-to-one interaction. I don't have to read people. I don't have to deal with like trying to understand the nuances of, of someone's past and all of those things. Like I'm happy to do that for a much higher price than I used to, but to, I was starting to do that for like a hundred bucks a session. And it just, it wasn't enough. It just wasn't it. Cause I would do a session and I would be wiped for the day. And that's what I'm trying to focus on is managing my energy. And when you start to think about people being antisocial or being too much of an, an introvert, you know, introverts have to consider their energy and that's what I'm doing, you know, and I have to allow myself to not feel guilty about that. That is one of the biggest troubles that I've been having in this transition is not feeling guilty for being someone that doesn't need to interact with people all of the time. I I like to be able to speak about stuff, which is great because I have this podcast and then I can do that and I can feel that release and I can feel good about that. Um, But I don't feel this pull to like, you know, go force myself to like be involved in people's business. (laughs) You know, it's just, it's just not my thing. And I shouldn't feel bad about that because society wants me to do that. No, F that. I don't, I'm trying not to curse so much on this podcast. (laughs) Um, and you know, it's, that's the, that's the big thing for me is continuing to not feel guilty about that. Let me take a drink. my raspiness is catching up to me. <clears throat> and uh, sometimes I'm like, Ooh, my voice sounds good. But then I'm like, Ooh, that just means I need water. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, I've, I've had this difficulty with antisocialness, especially coming from other people, because all of that guilt and all of that pressure comes from other people, right? I mean, you know it, you, if you're an introvert listening to this podcast and have, been struggling with feeling guilty about your antisocial feelings. You know, it's another aspect of like your mental health. It's about managing your energy. And I think we know and can relate to that feeling of, of feeling like we're being intruded upon because people are asking us like, 
why are you so quiet? Why are you, why do you never come out? Why are you not antisocial? Why don't you ask questions about someone's life? Why don't you want to know things? And I just don't. And, you know, I, I've, I've learned to navigate that in a way that isn't rude, <laughs> or at least I hope it's not rude. Um, you know, when I'm out in public and someone starts asking like personal questions, like I don't mind opening up to people if it's interesting, if it's a topic that's interesting. But if I'm really bad at asking how they're doing also, because I genuinely don't care, uh, I try not to be rude in the sense that I don't say to them, I don't say, I don't really care what you're saying. Or if they're talking, I'm not going to disrupt them and say, stop talking. I'm not listening. Um, but it's, the thing is it's natural for me. So if they're, they're saying all these things about like their family and all this stuff that's going on in their life, it's kind of going in one ear and out the other. And it's not even my fault. I don't have any control over it. And that's part of the, the not feeling guilty part of it. It's cause like, I literally can't control it. I don't know how, like I could meet someone and they can shake my hand and they'll tell me their name and I'll repeat the name back. And like, they'll walk away and I'll be like, what was their name? No, no. <laughs> I like, totally forget. Uh, uh, you know, and it takes a few times for someone to like stick into my memory, but I mean, that's the reality of what it is though. You know, I shouldn't feel bad because that's my brain wiring. Uh, and, and you know, I just have learned over time to maybe sometimes slow down a little bit to let people talk because people like to feel good and, and it's okay. You know, I, I'm not going to worry about, asking too many questions because that's not something I care about or I'll do what I can to like move the conversation into something that's a little bit more interesting or I'll find a way to excuse myself and not feel bad about that or redirect them to someone that will be more interesting to them. <laughs> you know, that that's happened plenty of times. Um, so I don't know. I don't, I find it, it's tricky because, you know, there are aspects about being antisocial for me that I feel are healthy and some that are unhealthy. So like I can be, I can approach it from a healthy perspective. If I'm managing my energy and making sure that I'm not dealing with toxic people, and I'm not dealing with anyone who's trying to talk too much about conversations that I'm not at all interested in. And I think what's really working with Molly and I is that she understands that she doesn't try to force me into social situations that she knows I won't be comfortable in. And, um, you know, she went out to a bonfire with a couple of her friends last night and they're old friends. She hasn't got together with them in a while. And she knows the dynamic. She knows they're going to sit and they're going to talk about their past and I'm just going to sit there and I'll probably be bored. <laughs> so she knows. And, and, you know, she doesn't make me feel guilty for not wanting to do that. And, you know, I take stock in those things because I want to make sure that I'm giving her the proper attention in our relationship and not just dismissing things that she wants to do or she really likes. And if she really wanted me to go, you know, we could talk about that and, and find a way to make a compromise there. Um, but, you know, for the most part, it's helpful to have a partner that doesn't make me feel guilty for being an introvert and make me feel guilty for feeling antisocial. But on the other hand, there has to be times where, you know, I do give in a little bit and have to be social or have to find reasons to be social in ways that I want to be social. So, you know, I'm starting to learn more that I really enjoy being social in playful situations. I like going out when there's novelty, you know, you go to a new restaurant and you can talk about the food and the waiters and the, and, and like the ambiance and talk about restaurants or talk about, you know, different ideas and stuff and not talk about people. And I, I always liked enjoying improv because that's a people-based thing, but it's about like, 
kind of going with the flow and figuring things out as you go and just kind of like not thinking and not worrying about people drama or anything like that. It's fun. So I like stuff like that, you know, or going to play softball or something that doesn't involve, you know, getting to know people too much, <laughs> which sounds messed up, but, but it's my way of being social. And I, and I appreciate that. So I think it's going to be a little bit different for different people. So it's important that even though you're feeling antisocial, there's, there's an aspect of you that is social. And uh, I talk about this in the Myers-Briggs course that I did, like, especially when I talk about cognitive functions, like everyone has an introvert, two introvert functions and two extrovert functions. It's just a matter of what identifying what those opposing functions are so you can find out how you can use that in a healthy way. You know, if you have sensing as your second, uh, your secondary type, you know, you can, uh, for introverts, it's like, they're going to be extroverted types. So if it's an extroverted sensing type, you're going to want to go out and experience things with people and create memories. If you're an extroverted intuitive, like I am as your secondary driver, you're going to want to go out and experience things and experience novelty and play with people and, and have a good time. And then there's extroverted thinking. You want to go, going to go out and do like technical things and, uh, play with systems and, uh, extrovert in that kind of way. And then what's the fourth one? Um, feeling extroverted feeling, right? Of course I forget the feelings, <laughs> uh, extroverted feeling, which involves harmony and community. And, you know, that's going to be the, the introvert that is most naturally in tune to people and want to be involved with other people. But again, it's important to manage your energy and, you know, again, not feel guilty for wanting to, take time to yourself because every human being should take different varying levels of time to themselves and not feel guilty for it. You know, we can't deal with all people at all times. Everyone's different, but that means that they're both, they're both people can be appreciated and they can be difficult and taking the time to, to identify who those people are and to create those boundaries that you need to go out and communicate and play with the right people that you want to play with. And then, you know, spend time by yourself. If you can spend long periods of time alone in a way that's not unhealthy for you, then by all means have at it. If you can make a life out of it and make a business doing that and not have to do service-based stuff or communicate with people, then by all means have at it, you know, do it. Like nobody's stopping you. You know, only your own kind of guilt and worry and concern based on other people's feelings are, are going to get in your way. So um, this was kind of a pep talk to myself because I, that's what I've been thinking about lately is just kind of feeling guilty about uh, uh, being myself and leaning into it a little bit more in terms of being a little bit more apathetically social. And um, I think that's what I'll title this show is apathetically social and um, you know, making the shift from doing business, of uh, uh, business and community based and, um, service-based work to doing more product-based work and things that don't necessarily involve direct interaction with people. Cause I love doing this podcast and you guys are really supportive of me on this show. And I really love it. And I love the fact that I can help people, but it's in an indirect way, you know, I'm speaking to you, but I'm also not, <laughs> uh, you know, it's, it's something where uh, you can get all of the benefits without me having to expend unnecessary amounts of energy. So, and I'm happy to continue to interact with you guys. So, I mean, it's not that I'm completely antisocial, which is why I want to be clear about that. So if you want to send me messages on anchor, you totally can. And if you want to hit me up on social channels at rival, my rival, my design or at all my social channels, 
Absolutely. I'm usually on Instagram or Twitter for the most part. And uh, be sure to go check out cnotes.thinkific.com. I've got the podcast course up and I just put up the Myers-Briggs basics course. It's um, Myers-Briggs easy mode. And it is a three hour course, which is only 10 bucks, super cheap. And you'll learn all of the basics that you need to know about Myers-Briggs and, and the purchase of the easy mode course will go towards the advanced course when I get that done, which should hopefully be within the next few weeks. So I'm hoping by next week it'll be done, but we'll see because I'm not going to push myself too hard. We'll see how it goes. So um, that's everything. Uh, leave some love, leave a review if you can. And um, that's it for today. So uh, I hope you appreciated my nighttime voice. <laughs> And uh, I'll, I'll catch you guys next time. Thanks for listening. Peace. Hey, you beautiful human. Thanks for listening to Dopamine. I really appreciate it. If you thought this was a dope show, then you should wait until next week. But also, while you wait, you should go to iTunes and Stitcher and leave a positive review. Positive reviews help me to uh, fill up my dopamine tank. Otherwise, you can send your friends to dopamine.life to listen to the show or hi, my name is Christian.com to get the latest updates. I'll catch you later. <laughs>